Daniel losing your job through no fault of your own. Bosses who swear, threaten, even hit their employees. Foremen who order their staffers to operate under dangerous work conditions. Or supervisors who sexually harass employees. Few of us really know how to hang on to our jobs or what to do if our main source of income is abruptly terminated. Beat the Boss opens the doors on what really happens between the hours of 9 and 5. I didn't sexually harass anybody. I wasn't told by the employee that made the allegations that I was inappropriate or don't do that. All I did was thank her for doing me a favor. So I said thank you very much and I gave her a kiss on the cheek. These are real people in real situations. I left a, a hospital situation. He's come up behind me and gently rubbed my and I asked him to stop doing that. He said, I'll stop punching you, but I will not stop playing with him. Beat the Boss brings real workplace issues and problems to the airwaves and delivers vital information for Americans whose lives depend on keeping their jobs and preserving their dignity. We're back. I'm Lisa Carton, along with Spencer Cohn. And just in case you missed our first episode, Spencer is a lawyer, pundit, and author and has represented over 30,000 employees at unemployment hearings, blah, blah, blah. Not blah, blah, blah. You didn't finish. I finished. I said blah, blah, blah. You forgot to mention the title of my book, Beat the Boss, Win in the Workplace. You know, my clients do that all the time. They leave out vital information. When I ask them the reason why they separated from their job, they never tell me the whole story. They skip the key parts and say, blah, 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 which makes it more difficult for me to help them. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's exactly how they respond. Coming up on this week's episode of Beat the Boss, can you quit your job and still receive your unemployment benefits? Yes, you can. We'll explain. Also, what to do when you do decide to quit. And, of course, we've got the tip of the week and listener emails. And we'll also hear from our pal Ice-T and Donald Trump's. Ice-T is in the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. I had to say that. And Donald Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, they'll share their job advice. All coming up on this week's episode of Beat the Boss. All right, let's get started. A few years back, I represented a guy who worked at a condom factory. <laughs> God! And apparently, he thought it was a funny joke to put pinholes in the rubbers before packaging. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Uh, oh, yeah. I hope I wasn't a recipient of one of those products. I guess I would know by now. Well, were you located in the Northeast in 2014? I believe that's where they were distributed. Anyway... <laughs> I got a call yesterday from a guy, apparently another prankster. I didn't think anyone could top the condom guy. He asked me if it would be better for him to quit his job rather than get fired. What did he do? Work for a diaphragm company? <laughs> no, this guy worked for the city parks. And one of his duties was to stock and replace poop bags. <laughs> what a shitty job. So he tells me that he got caught swapping out those doggy bags. You mean the dark black bags in the dispenser? Yeah. He inserted clear baggies. Why would he do that? Why does anybody do anything? He, he wanted to laugh. He, would you use a clear bag after your dog pooped? No, it's disgusting. Exactly. It's tough enough to pick that stuff up anyway. Have you ever had someone follow your dog to see if you pick it up? You know the poop police? It happened to me, actually, the, just the other day, Lisa. I, I thought I was in the golf tournament, and this lady was pointing out where my ball landed. 
<laughs> a poop spotter. Well, you know, you don't have that problem. You uh, pretty much fake it and pick up pine cones. Anyway, this guy wanted to know if he could get unemployment benefits if he quit. Most employees who want to quit their jobs, it's because they hate their supervisor or coworkers or feel unappreciated. There's two criteria to being successful in quitting and collecting your unemployment benefits. One, you must show good cause for quitting. And everybody thinks they have good cause, but it's not what you think it is. Good cause is what is reasonable to a third party. Like a judge? Yes, exactly like a judge. And two, you have to exhaust all possible options before quitting. And your personal reason does not qualify. Huh. But there are exceptions in certain states. For instance, quitting due to domestic abuse at home or leaving a job to be with your spouse is good cause in some states. I remember the day one of my co-workers impulsively quit, and she made a huge show of it in the newsroom. She actually flipped off our news director. Her right. name was Barbara, and I swear she literally flew out of the boss's office, and she got everyone's attention, and the boss was close behind her shouting, Where's my two-week notice? So Barbara stopped in her tracks. She turned around and faced him. She raised her finger of her left hand, gesturing, here's one week's notice. And, of course, she raised her middle finger of her right hand and said, here's my second week's notice. And she just ran out. That must have been pretty fun to watch. It was delightful, actually. I didn't like either one of them. But I did think she did what a lot of my other colleagues were thinking. Barbara must have been pretty frustrated, and the employer must have let her down somewhere down the line. Mm, like a lot of employees. You know, I remember feeling like the employer was steadily giving me more work than what was in my job description. You know, more hours, more responsibility than really what was bargained for. You know what that's called? What? Job creep. Another way of saying it is being overworked and taken advantage of. Mm, and that leads to not spending enough time with your spouse, partner, or family. Sometimes your boss isn't allowing you to have vacation when you want it. That'll piss anyone off. Or your coworkers are giving you a hard time at work. That too. Or someone is being promoted over you, which can be quite agitating. Or your coworkers are giving you a hard time at work. Or you hate the uniform you're forced to wear. Lisa, did you know I was a bailiff for a night court in Miami? I hated that white shirt, black pants, and black tie. Mm -hmm. Or your coworkers are giving you a hard time at work. You know, you said that like three times already. Really? I guess in our next episode, we'll have to discuss your coworker issues. <laughs> or you just hate being micromanaged. You know, Lisa, I had a client who didn't want to be promoted to manager. I asked him why not. You know, after all, he no longer would be micromanaged. And he would have less hours and would receive a significant raise. So what did he say? He was okay with being micromanaged. He was happy where he was on the totem pole. No responsibility. Or you're not given time off when you want it. Or you're being bullied or abused by your boss. Like Michael Cohen. Is that a good segue? Perfect. Michael, famously, was former President Trump's personal attorney and fixer, as well as the author of the number one New York Times bestseller, Disloyal. Once one of Trump's closest advisors, Cohen was sentenced to three years in federal prison after pleading guilty to tax evasion, campaign finance fraud, and lying to Congress. He's currently serving the remainder of his sentence at home. Michael spoke to us about his former abusive boss. 
Hey, Lisa and Spencer, it's first of all, I speak to so many of my friends and their children right now who feel that they're stuck either with no job or in a job that they just don't want to be in. Well, right now, of course, we're all dealing with the pandemic and how things have changed, especially in the workforce. And the thing I tell everybody is be thankful right now that you still have the job. How many companies were forced to shut down or to reduce their workforce? simply because of our former idiot-in-chief and his complete mishandling of this pandemic and the coronavirus. But one thing that I do have to say is you have to be happy where you're working. If you're not going to be happy where you're at, then it's not really a job, it's work. And as we all know, work is a four-letter word. So it's extremely important that you enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, you're not gonna be motivated to get up and to come to work. It's gonna be more of a chore. And obviously, you don't wanna do that long term. Now, I'm not saying that you should leave your job today. I still believe that you should be fortunate that there is actually a job out there. I can only tell you if the workplace environment is not suitable for you, meaning you have a boss like I did, who was basically abusive to everyone, I don't think anybody should have to live under those circumstances. But most importantly, make the best out of where you're at each and every day. You have to be passionate about what you're doing. If you are, you'll be successful. If not, it's gonna be a problem. And I would suggest looking for alternative work. Lisa Spencer, be well. Michael has some good insight, but the reality is that employees generally live paycheck to paycheck. They work eight to 15 hours a day or more, and it's difficult to find time to look for other work. And they don't have a choice but to stay. So what do you do when you're not happy at work? Continue with the misery or correct the things that work that are upsetting you? Or do you start updating your resume? I'm back in my bags. And you're on your way to the nail salon. <laughs> so imagine this. You once liked your job. You used to go to work early. You left past your clock out time. Then things changed. Your boss calls you up and asks you to come into work on your day off when you've worked seven straight days in a row or you worked a double shift. So how do you fix the problem and get back to the good old days? I should mention that there's a possibility that the employer just doesn't like you anymore. What do you mean me? How could the employer not like me? <laughs> not you. God forbid not you. <laughs> Let's just say hypothetically. You haven't done anything wrong. I haven't. But the honeymoon is over. Have you ever experienced the new employment honeymoon? Oh, yeah. I remember one position I had. The honeymoon lasted about a year. We were so happy. And then what happened? Somehow I lost my poster child status. You know, you feel like your boss isn't happy with anything you do. Do you continue working or do you get fed up and quit? Most workers quit on the spot, like two-finger barber. <laughs> Which won't help you collect unemployment benefits down the road. Nevertheless, I think Barbara had the right idea. No. What she should have done was put her grievance in writing. Have one legitimate complaint and present it to your boss or present it to her boss or to HR and ask for a remedy. Give them a reasonable time frame to cure the problem. Like, I would like a response in 10 days or by a certain date. What do employees usually do? What employees do instead is stay on without saying anything because they need the paycheck. Then when they reach their boiling point, they quit like Barbara did. When they file for unemployment benefits, the judge always asks, if these things were going on for so long, why did you continue working? Why not quit months ago? The typical answer is, I needed the money, which is a most ridiculous response because when the employees quit, they need the money more than ever. 
because they're out of work. So what's the proper response? The proper response to a judge in your unemployment hearing is, when I presented the problem, I kept getting assurances from my supervisor that they were going to correct the issue. If they hadn't promised me a remedy, I would have left sooner. So what's your response to the judge when asked why you quit on the day you did? On the day the employee actually quit, the employer had a different response. The boss usually says, things aren't changing, either accept the way things are or leave. This shows that the boss prompted you to leave. This demonstrates how his demeanor changed from trying to cure the issue to being uncooperative and presenting you with an ultimatum. You know, it's my belief that employers just string employees along, hoping the complaint will fade away or the problem magically cures itself without intervention. It's very true. You have to figure out if quitting is the answer. Most employees living paycheck to paycheck have modest savings or maybe no savings at all. And at the end of the day, you still have rent or a mortgage to pay. Well, perhaps the alternative is far worse. So, Lisa, here's a case where the claimant was actually terminated, but the judge treated it as a quit. How can that happen? The employee was unable to adequately express herself. This happens 99% of the time. Employees don't have their thoughts organized and get caught up in minute details, which is not what the judge wants to hear, and turn a discharge into a quit. I want you to hear part of this employee's testimony. The judge asked her how her coworkers antagonized her. Just listen to how she explains her story, and you tell me if she sounds like an employee who was fired or an employee who was unhappy with her job and just quit. I was speaking about a couple of coworkers that were treating me differently and constantly, you know, bullying me in certain type of ways. And then when I spoke to the manager and asked for her to move my seat, she didn't do anything. The two supervisors were just coming at me and caused me to cry. So that's when they tried to move my seat, but they only moved me down one seat. So I'm still in the same area and it's still happening. After that, we went to another section, and when we got to the other section on the other side, one supervisor, she was clear across the room. I went to ask another supervisor a question, and she screamed from across the room, and then she came to my seat, reached over another computer, and started pointing in my face, telling me this, this, and that. And I just felt like that wasn't called for because I'm standing in front of a supervisor. It was just stuff like that that was constantly happening and just constantly trying to embarrass me and belittle me in front of others. Was it your coworkers who were doing this or supervisors that were doing this? Because the supervisors were doing it, it caused the coworkers to look at me different and chart to treat me differently. Okay. And so did you go above all of them uh, to complain to uh, upper management about what was going on? I did. The first time I went to upper management, he moved my seat. And then after that, he just moved me one seat. And then after that, because they were supervisors, he began to feel like I was the problem. And then he just didn't care to listen to my situation anymore. Well, then I went to HR. Okay. And what did HR do? HR began an investigation. As you heard, her separation was treated as a quit. When this happens, it doesn't matter if the employer is present or not. Lisa, what happens when the case is considered a quit? The claimant has the burden of proving she had good cause to quit. 
You're touching on. That's right. <laughs> in this case, instead of solving the problem, the employer retaliated against the claimant. He did not provide her with any alternative and did not cure her problem, but instead said she quit for personal reasons. So can you salvage your job and work things out? After all, quitting is not the number one choice. I say run for the exit, but forget my apparent awful judgment. Here are the top 10 things employees should not do when thinking about quitting. Number one, don't tell your coworkers your intentions. I'm such a loud mouth. Number two, don't copy your resume on the company copier and leave the original in the machine. Have you ever used a copier on one of your body parts? I swear it's so cool. I couldn't get up that high. What? Number three, do not use the company fax machine to fax out your resume. Obvious. Yeah. Number four, don't leave your office computer on with a prospective employer on the screen. Number five, don't let up on your performance. You continue doing the work you've always been doing. Don't be slacking. Number six, don't give out your office number for a prospective employer. Number seven, don't begin a pattern of tardiness when arriving to work and back from lunch and then leaving the moment your hours are over at the end of the day. What if you do that anyway? We really need to talk, <laughs> Lisa. Number eight, don't gradually take your personal effects home. I have to admit I did that. My coworker asked me what I was doing. I said, I'm going away for the weekend. She then said to me, why do you need your coffee cup, your stapler, and a framed picture of your dog? I said I have strange habits. You certainly do. Number nine, don't go on social media and complain about coworkers or your boss. Number 10, don't complain while you're in the office. Keep this list handy when you're ready to quit. Let's switch gears. When someone calls me to represent them at an unemployment hearing, I would always ask, did you quit? Or were you terminated? Pretty straightforward question. You would think so, but it's not so easy. It's asking the individual for a legal conclusion. You see, a legal conclusion is up to the judge or jury to decide, not you. When you file for unemployment benefits, the application asks, were you fired, quit, or laid off? Most people put down the wrong answer. Most don't know the difference. I never thought about it. So what's the difference between laid off and terminated? Laid off means you're coming back when called by your employer. You won't be applying for the job over again or filling out another application. Discharge means the employee-employer relationship has ended. And if you're offered to come back to work, you have to reapply and fill out a new application. This question is asked repeatedly during the process. Most people answer it incorrectly. Well, they have a 50-50 chance of guessing correctly. Don't guess. Know the difference before answering. I asked the client, did you quit or were you terminated? He answered, I didn't quit. I resigned. I was speechless. The judge will also ask you if you were full-time or part-time. Full-time is 30-plus hours. Part-time is zero to less than 30 hours. So if an employer reduces your hours to zero when you were hired part-time, the employer can't be wrong in reducing your hours to zero. Okay, I get that. It's a bunch of bunk, but I get it. <laughs> People quit because they think they're going to get fired or were actually fired. How does that happen? The employee has an argument with their supervisor the night before. When the employee arrives the next morning and his time card is missing, they sometimes assume the worst. I had a recent case where this occurred. The employee came to work, his time card was missing, didn't ask anyone about it and left and didn't come back. 
It turned out the time card was placed in a different slot behind another time card by accident. You have any more of these scenarios? Here's one. The employer has an argument with their employee in the morning, and the employee is told to go home. The employee interprets that to mean you're fired and doesn't return to work. Well, that's how I would have interpreted it. Well, the supervisor didn't say go home forever. So what are you supposed to do? Go back to work the following day and get verification. That was the employer's intentions. If your time card is missing or someone's sitting in your desk or you can't get into your email, ask a supervisor what's going on or let the employer say to you, what are you doing here? I fired you yesterday when I told you to go home. All right, so now it's time for our tip of the day. So if you're in training, you're in training. You're not working. Working means you're performing services for the employer. If you're not performing any services for the employer, guess what you're doing, Lisa? You're in training. You're only listening and observing. You're not working. You're in training. If you're not working, the unemployment law doesn't apply to you. You can't be disqualified from benefits in most states. Unemployment law pertains to employers and employees, not trainers and trainees. All right, let's take some email questions. We'll stick with this episode's topic, quitting. Let's see, uh, Jan from St. Louis, Missouri writes, My boss isn't enforcing social distancing or requiring employees to wear masks. I'm really scared of catching COVID. Do I have good cause to quit? Yes. If your employer shrugs his shoulders after you complain, then I would immediately contact the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, that's OSHA, and report your employer. They usually investigate fairly quickly, so in the meantime, ask for a leave of absence, paid time off, or ask for vacation time to stay employed. Get OSHA's result showing a violation from its investigation before you quit. Okay. Susan from Indianapolis, Indiana writes, my boss insults me in front of others. Can I quit and still get my unemployment benefits? Perhaps, Susan, but speak to your employer first to give him or her a chance to correct the behavior. Sometimes, employers don't realize their shortcomings. If it does continue, prepare a journal with the various incidents and dates and then quit. Okay. This one is from Wilson, and he's from Lexington, Kentucky, and he writes, I had a death in the family. My boss allowed me three days off, but I need five days due to traveling, but he refused my request. I thought what I asked was reasonable. Me too. Wilson, you have to check your handbook. There is probably a bereavement clause in there, and if you signed off on the handbook when you were hired, then you understood and accepted the terms of employment. The last thing you want to do is protest and show up the day after you were due back. Don't give your employer a reason to fire you. All employees need to really review their handbook before acknowledging receiving it. Some employers have you sign for the handbook electronically before you're actually able to read it. If that's the case, ask HR, Human Resources, to mail you a hard copy to review. If there's no bereavement policy in place and your supervisor still denies your request, you do run a risk. That's if you still take more time off. Correct. If you have a question for Spencer, send him an email at spencer at beattheboss.tv. 
You responds to everyone. I do. And finally, we spoke to our pal Ice-T, and he shared this with us. A lot of people are out there struggling, employed, unemployed. Just remember this, you know, whatever job you got to take to pay the bills doesn't define you. You know, that's just a stepping stone. You know, I've had 100 jobs on my way to where I'm at. You know, you just got to do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. You know, a lot of people just want to do what they want to do. It doesn't work like that. You know, you got to do what you got to do until you put yourself in a position where you can do what you want to do. So, uh, you know, everybody out there working, grinding, hustling, nothing but respect, nothing but respect to Lisa and Spencer for trying to help work with people during these times. I mean, it's trying times right now all over the world. A lot of people who are gainfully employed haven't worked for a year. So who would have thought I'd end up being an actor? That's one of my mottos that says, you don't guide life, you ride life. So, you know, whatever the job is you have now does not mean that's where you're going to be in five or ten years. Just take it and then, you know, continually make your moves. You know, there's a lot of moves will happen in your life, you know. And hopefully, you know, if you're smart, you're going to make the right moves and constantly move up to a better position. All right? Good advice from Ice-T. All right, be sure to tune in to our next podcast where we'll talk sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And yes, this happens in the workplace. Until then, if you have an issue, you can send Spencer an email at spencer at beattheboss.tv or contact him directly at 954-600-7666. If he's not in a hearing, he'll answer the phone. Spencer's also on Twitter under The Work Whiz. Beat the Boss podcast is designed to offer information and awareness of issues at the workplace. It is not intended to give legal advice. Always consult an attorney in your area for your particular situation. 